Hello and welcome to the latest rendition of the podcast series from Missoula Broadcasting Company in association with the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. I'm Coulter Nuanez. The Big Sky Doc Fest is back here in Missoula for the 19th year. Great to have everybody back in person at Missoula Broadcasting Company from the Trail 103.3 FM to ESPN 102.9 FM to the U1045 FM. We will have a variety of of podcasts featuring various filmmakers, directors, producers, cinematographers, and documentary subjects throughout the next two weeks here in the heart of February. So stay tuned and please subscribe to the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival podcast feed on any and all of your podcast hosting platforms. Myself, Robert Chase from The Trail 1033, Mike Smith from The Trail will also be conducting interviews throughout the next two weeks. So please enjoy each and every one of the behind-the-scenes interviews about each of these awesome documentary films. Missoula Broadcasting Company, proud to be a presenting sponsor and podcast partner of the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival back in the Garden City for its 19th year in a row. Please enjoy the latest podcast discussing the Big Sky Documentary Film Festival. And I welcome Sarah Terry into the Trail Studio. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. She is director of a film called A Decent Home, and it is screening, opening the festival tonight at 7 at the Wilma. That's a nice distinction. It is so cool to be the opening night film. Very that's not something you get to do, you know, very much of in your career as a filmmaker and at a festival like Big Sky, yeah. which is so respected in the documentary world. Cool. It's just like, boom, what a huge honor. When did you get the word that that... Oh, it's a really funny story because <laughs> they, I knew I was accepted into the festival and then I had... So heard, that's, that's the first thing. That's the first thing. Like, that's great. It's like, oh good, I'm in the festival. And then... I had talked to somebody locally who's sponsoring um, the film, and they were they, they they said something about opening night, and I said I was like, I no, I haven't heard anything, and then uh, and I just assume it was for a party, and then I got an email that was like, oh, filmmakers, here's the schedule for the festival, and I open it up, and at opening night, you know, prime spot, the spot, yeah, a decent home, my film, and I was like. Um, and I sent it to the <laughs> program. I said, you guys are really good at keeping secrets. So it's kind of become a little joke. They're like, oh, you didn't know. Oh, oops. You know, because that's not normally the way you find out about it. But it was a, like a Christmas present. And then it becomes about what to wear. Oh, I'm not that person. I will probably be in jeans. I do have some boots that kind of have some great like well, fuzzy lambs fur. And I think locals are going to think of me as like a city slicker, but I think I'm going to do it. All right. Where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles. Okay. Where boots like that would right. be highly impractical, but would look good. All right. I'm always curious as to how you director, doc film director types, come across a topic and, and decide to pursue it. How did this one present itself? I had literally, then I was at a film um, event, a pitch event, and I had literally the night before told a friend of mine at Sundance who said, what's your next film? And I said, I don't think I have another film in me. And um, this was nearly seven years ago now. And she was like, I don't believe that because I had had no ideas for a while. And the next morning I read an article in The Guardian about um, something called Mobile Home Park University which is in my film. It's a place where people are taught how to buy and sell mobile home parks. And in that story, I read the fact that Sam Zell, who's a billionaire, 
owns more mobile home parks than anybody in America, that Warren Buffett, also a billionaire, owns the two largest manufacturers, and that the Carlyle Group, the largest private equity firm in the world, yeah. who you all have had experiences with here in Missoula, was moving into um, buying up mobile home parks. They had just begun, and that the private equity world was watching. And I just literally, the you know, the metaphorical equivalent of slamming my feet down on the floor, and I said, that, wh who are we becoming as Americans? If housing that's on like the lowest rung of the yeah. American dream, that's yeah. like the place where you get in, sure. you don't own the land, you own the home, who are we becoming when the wealthiest of the wealthy are buying you know, this housing up. And that was it. Like six weeks later, I was at Mobile Home University filming. That's how it works for me. So you're six plus years into this. Yeah, I am. Has this one screened previously? We premiered at Denver Film Festival in um, November, which was important to us because the one of the main stories in the film happens in Aurora, Colorado, right, right next to yep. Denver. And I believe it's really, and this film in particular, I, I call it a working class film because it has so much work to do in regional festivals. Like this isn't, you know, I've had some kind of like elite festivals sort of go, I don't think our viewers would be interested in a story about people who live in mobile homes. And I'm like, really? So we've just gone regionally. Yeah. You hear in Montana, this is your story too, even yeah. though, I mean, there are parks here that the, the private equity firm in my film has bought parks in Montana. So we're going to those places. So you're our third showing and to be the, opening night film again, sorry, go ahead yeah. and plug that. It's just like, I'm so excited about being able to talk. We're working locally with your housing activists here to say, how can this film help you, you know, get protections for park residents, for anybody in affordable housing? You know, we'll, we're hoping to be back with the film being screened in it locally or screened for state legislators to say, let's talk about these questions. So out of the box, you knew it wasn't just a local story or yeah. a regional story. It's you knew story. it was coast to coast. Yeah. Uh, domestic dollars, certainly an influence. Yeah. International funds as well? Um, so in the private equity world, yes, yeah. the international private equity um, firms are buying up in the United States. Singapore has a, a firm, I'm not remembering the name right now, but that has been buying up in America. But they're buying, we are, mobile home parks are a uniquely American um, phenomenon. They came out of like the early days of the automobile um, and actually it was began with the wealthiest of the wealthy again. They were traveling and didn't have a place to stay. So they modified their cars to become mobile homes, mm. which became trailer camps. Um, then ups and downs with, you know, creating trailer trash stereotypes. And now we're back with the wealthy again. But it's a, a pretty uniquely, you know, England has caravans, um, but this is a very, very American story. And it, everything that we associate with what we call the American dream is starts with home. Dignity. Oh, yeah. Is at the base of it. Yeah. And robbing that. Yeah. Speaking with director Sarah Terry, her film, A Decent Home, 7 o'clock tonight. You can be in a seat at the Wilma to take it on. Uh, you have several producers I, I'm guessing that that has to do with so many locations involved. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm the only person who was on the film team. I found that working, I shot the film, I did sound, and I was director, media manager, everything. Wow. It began in part because I had no money for the first four years of making the film. I had a camera that somebody had bought for me. But um, working in these spaces, particularly, I mean, 
mobile homes or manufactured homes, as they're also called, can be very spacious inside. But it just became the space of because I was asking people to let me write into their lives. It was just me. So I had a producer uh, who came on like they've been most of the producing part has been in post-production and contracts and deals and things like that. But it was and, and there was a producer who was always there to kind of support me or cheer me on. But I'm it was me for like four years doing all the work, wow. which was quite an experience. So going into the, the parks themselves, mm. the, the trailer parks, mm. knocking on doors, mm. was there an awakening that was taking place with the people behind the doors? Were they aware that this was happening? Obviously, there are things that came to their attention that said, hey, what's happening? But were they aware of the nuts and bolts? So, you you know, in filmmaking, you need to pick, there are four parks in my film. Two of them are major storylines, and two of them are like little satellite one-scene parks that play a role, a specific role. And my background is in journalism. I'm a journalist, so I was looking for the parks that would tell the story. I wasn't going to a park where I was kind of going, hey, are you aware that it's a problem in your neighborhood? I went to parks that were in the midst of, that where a battle had just begun. Um, I went to a, a park that's right next door to Google headquarters um, that had been in the news because of the pressure on land in Silicon Valley. So I, I, getting into a mobile home park is another thing where you have to have an introduction or, you know, connect with somebody because they can be a uh, bit of a gated community. A bit. Yeah. And they've been othered so much and stereotyped that they're kind of, you know, like, really, what are you doing here? But yeah. everybody in my film ultimately was like, oh, the keys under the doormat. Come on in, let yourself in. Or do you need a place to stay? I'm so fortunate, you know, that I found these places and each one of them was already aware, either because they the residents had been able to buy their park, you know, where there's one little park in New Hampshire in the film that did that, or because they were in the battle for it and they understood that I was going to be there for the long haul to tell their story. Um, yeah, I did not have to go, like, kind of get anybody going. Yeah. You know, I went for the story. What do you see? Where do you see this headed? What is the, the story presently? The story presently is that private equity firms are buying up every form of affordable housing in America. They are buying up single family homes. There are, if you go out and just Google private equity um, housing, private equity affordable housing, you will be shocked at where they are and what they're doing. Um, It's a story that began in many ways after the Great Recession when they stepped in and bought all those homes that were foreclosed and have created rapacious um, living conditions now. But right now, it's interesting, I was just having a conversation with some folks here in in Missoula this morning in which we were like talking about, you know, the affordable housing issues that you all are facing. And I'm like, well, I know people are being priced out of Los Angeles. They're coming to places like, you know, Montana. But now... People who live in Montana are being priced out of yep. the market as, you know, this spill on effect happens. It's like, why are we all being priced out of affordable housing in America? W- what's going on here? We need to step back and look at the market structures that have benefited corporate. In Los Angeles, there was a recent study. 41% of the housing market is owned by corporations. And it's the centering of these stories it's the making the connections between home like the most basic human need yep. becoming a commodity abby disney has a new film out um that's just come out at sundance she's an advisor on my film but it's about economic inequity and i think if we start centering these stories 
of it's only in the past 50 years that this economic narrative was developed by economists like Milton Friedman, who said greed is good. So the story now, I think, going forward is that we start to say, you know what, we can rewrite that narrative. Director Sarah Terry, her film A Decent Home, tonight at 7 o'clock at the Wilma. Pushback on this film. What, what's been that experience as far as you Nobody. rumbling the feathers of... Mm. So they've left equity, you alone and they're just they they're not, just yeah. moving as they see fit. Private equity doesn't like headlines. They don't want to be in the news. So nobody has said anything. You yeah. know, nobody's criticized anything about the film. Um, I doubt that they will. I did notice on my LinkedIn page that real estate like management companies were like popping up as people who were looking at my profile. And I'm like, OK, where are you? But uh, interestingly, another part of the pushback is has been in that, you know, cultural elite world that's like oh this isn't a story you know that people are going to want to know about so it's been it's been that's that was where most of the pushback was which surprised me you know as a filmmaker but it's okay because we're kicking down those doors and we are the film has been so well received everywhere we've played including in new york city um that what we're doing, we have a year-long engagement campaign working at the grassroots level with mobile home park screening tours, with helping people work in their own states, you know, to get legislation passed. It's, uh, I, yeah, I think we're, we're the ones doing the pushing. Can all of the people interested in that activism gather at your website? Is there... The website for the film is adecenthomefilm.com. All of our social media is a decent home film. Um, Our website will be relaunched in about three weeks. So um, you'll see lots of spaces to get involved there. Sarah Terry, obviously here in Mm. Montana. First time here. No, I started filming a short documentary here last summer. Red Ants Pants Music Festival Uh, in Sarah Calhoun. Where are you in in that process? I'm about to start editing that episode. It's an um, episodic documentary series about the impact of the arts in America at the grassroots level. What a great spot. Yeah. And what a great story here yeah. in Montana yeah. with like, look at what the arts have done in yeah. White Sulphur Springs. Yeah. I fell in love with y'all then. And I'm hesitant to say I'd love to move to Montana because you're all <laughs> going, no, no more outsiders. Yeah. We'll check you at the gate. <laughs> Uh, you're in attendance tonight, taking questions yes. and stuff after the film. And yes, we'll have um, local housing um, folks uh, that are will be part of the conversation. I really, really apologize at the moment. I should have come in with their name, like totally knowing. North, oh, Montana Trust is one of them. Really embarrassing moment as a filmmaker to not remember the name it's of your sponsor. It's all right. You'll they all gather and connect tonight. Yep. And we're hoping to have a resident from one of your local parks. Sarah, pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your stay. You here for a stretch? Uh, here until Wednesday. All Very right. happy to be here. So it's Greens tonight at the Wilma, then at the Zach, Monday morning at 1145. Yes. And then next week, Monday through Thursday, it's going to be online for a virtual opportunity. So all the detail at BigSkyFilmFest.org. Sarah Terry. And again, uh, nice to meet you and best of luck with the run. Anything else you want to add? Uh, Just if everybody could start thinking about is home a place that we all deserve or is home a commodity that corporations should buy and sell? Which world do you want to live in? There you go. A decent home.